a dad for a little over two years now, and I've had the special opportunity to be able to speak on both of my first two Father's Days. And uh, so now that I've got one Father's Day under my belt, I now know everything. So if you need any advice, just ask me. I've been tons of experience. Uh, but, it, but in less than 10 minutes, Dan, I'm going to quickly unpack something that God is giving me to share with dads this morning. James is my favorite book of the Bible. Uh, I love how candid it is. And candid can be hard to come by, especially in Minnesota. You know, candid means straightforward, truthful. And in the land of 10,000 lakes, sometimes we prefer nice and uh, we prefer the scenic route when it comes to direct communication. You know what I'm talking about? We can have a clear and obvious path to say what we want to and then we open our mouths and instead we choose to kind of circumnavigate the issue for like 45 minutes. A perfect example of this is Minnesota goodbyes. You can only reference the weather so many times in your small talk, and so eventually the small talk kind of winds down, and uh, you get to the first end, and the first end always happens the same way. You're sitting there, and someone says, all right, well, and then there's like a few second pause, and someone says, yep, I suppose, and then someone lightly slaps their leg, and everyone stands up, and they head to the doorway, and uh, so if you consider that the first end, then this next chapter of the goodbye, this happens with shoes on in the doorway for about another 45 minutes. And I refer to this as the purgatory stage of Minnesota goodbyes. Like, you know where you're going, but it's going to take a while to get there. <laughs> but so I, I love the book of James because it's just so straightforward. And, and I almost feel like the rest of the Bible is almost like telling the story and setting the stage. And then James comes along and, and he kind of compiles it all. And into just this straightforward thing. He says, okay, here's the story. Here's the knowledge that you have. And here's what I want you to do with it. And the book, it highlights what genuine faith is. Genuine faith is belief accompanied by action. So we are in James chapter 1 this morning. Verse 22. Do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. Anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks at his face in a mirror and after looking at himself, goes away and immediately forgets what he looks like. If you hear what to do, if you know what to do and you don't follow through, it says you're deluding yourself. You're, you're fooling yourself into thinking you are someone who you are not. And, and when I think of this verse, I get this image in my head and what I think of is something being diluted, you know, something being watered down. When you hear and you subsequently know what to do but choose not to do it, you don't follow through, you become diluted. You know all the right stuff, but you're not living it out. You become a watered-down version of yourself. James 1.25, but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it, not forgetting what they have heard, but doing it, they will be blessed in what they do. So fathers, if you want to be blessed in what you do, the secret is right there. Follow through. Don't be a forgetful hearer, but an effectual doer. Sometimes, as a dad, I, sometimes I can just be lazy and not, not doing the things I know I'm supposed to do. Other times, I, I can overthink things. Have you ever had one of those times where you overthought something? You just think about something too much. You get into your own head and you allow yourself to go through every possible outcome. And after a while, you're just kind of like paralyzed towards action. 
If you aren't careful, sometimes overanalyzing, overthinking can result in a lack of action. Sometimes we convince ourselves that our action isn't necessary. But without your action, results won't happen. Verse 26 and 27. Those who consider themselves religious and yet do not keep a tight rein on their tongue deceive themselves, and their religion is worthless. Religion that God our Father accepts as pure and faultless as this, to look after orphans and widows in their distress, and to keep oneself from being polluted by the world. So this talks about real religion, a practice and a lifestyle that God accepts, which also implies that there is a fake religion and there is a lifestyle which God rejects. And he breaks it down. He breaks down real religion, real Christianity into three parts for us. Look after orphans, look after widows, and don't let yourself be polluted or influenced by the world. Fathers, there is something that you bring to the table that mothers can't bring, and vice versa. If you choose inaction, results will be lesser. There are things that won't change if you're not that spark, if you are not that catalyst for that change. And we've heard some powerful and we've heard some heartbreaking statistics and testimonies this morning. And let's not forget that there are a lot of fatherless children out there who need dads. And it's not just that we can take care of them, we're supposed to take care of them. It's part of our mission to take care of them. Amy and I will be adopting at some point. We don't have that exact timeline yet, but it's a decision that we made years ago. And uh, having two of my own biological kids has been great, um, but God's also used that as a reminder of all the kids that don't have dads. And there's no way I'm making through this without crying. <laughs> Pastor Tim asked me this morning, he said, how heavy is the message going to be? And I said, depends on if I cry or not. <laughs> But there's been so many instances where I'm sitting there with Noah or Phoenix and I'm just having this moment with them and God reminds me that there's, there's kids out there who, who don't have a dad to have that moment with. They don't have a dad to pray for them or with them. They don't have a dad to protect them. They don't have a, a dad who can bring them out and play baseball in the yard. And as I'm just having this moment with my kids, he just uses that as a reminder of all the work that we still need to do as a church. We often reference burdens as something negative. But often the highest callings in life carry with it a burden for that cause. And normally we're, we're praying for God to take burdens away from us, but sometimes we need the burden of a cause so deep that our very existence and and purpose in life is related to that burden. And it serves as a reminder and it serves as a drive. And that's what my biological kids are. They remind me how much I love them and how much there are kids that need to be adopted and need to be loved in that exact same way. Us as a church, it doesn't mean that each one of us are going to adopt, but, but we do need to do more than we're doing. For some of us, it, it definitely means we need to adopt. For some of us, it means we might need to be play that grandfather type role. For some of us, it might mean that we need to, to help other people financially be able to do it. We have dozens of Christian dads in this room and we can make a difference. And you might not always feel like, like you're doing your job well, but I want to encourage you to keep going 
You might feel unrecognized. You might feel underappreciated. And I'm not gonna say that won't happen because it will. But I wanna encourage you with this. Live out what you know is right for an audience of one. Dads, I wanna have you come forward here. If you could just stand up right now and come forward. Not only do I, I want you to be recognized, we're gonna have Pastor Mark come up and he is going to commission us or recommission us as dads in this broken world. In Matthew chapter 6, where we find the Lord's Prayer, <clears throat> and Jesus teaches us how to pray. It ends with, your Father knows what you need before you ask. And maybe you're here today and <clears throat> you've never accepted Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. You know what? You have a Father in heaven that loves you. And he wants to adopt you as his child. So if you would just bow your head and close your eyes. If you've never asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart this morning, and I'm going to ask everyone of us if we just would repeat this prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for giving your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross to take the penalty of my sin. I ask you right now to forgive me, to cleanse me from my sin. Adopt me as your son or daughter. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that you love me so much. Thank you that you want to be a father to me. Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that and you meant that, you're adopted by Father God. Romans says that His Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're His children, that we can call Him Abba Father, which means Daddy God. We don't have a God that is so far out there. We have a God that wants to have a close relationship with us that loves us unconditionally and he wants you to get to know him more because he has an incredible plan for your life so if you prayed that this morning we just let one of the pastors know there's going to be someone at the uh, welcome center let them know Fathers, we have a powerful example for us in God the Father, don't we? And the incredible thing is, is that God does not expect us to be perfect like Him, but He empowers us to be the example that He's called us to be. And so the challenge I have for you is this. Very simply, as Pastor Zach laid it out for us, I love the way James says it. God has given us an example. And he empowers us to do that. So the issue is this. There's no excuse. 
because we have a heavenly father that loves us and empowers us to love as he loved us. And so this morning, if that's your desire and you say, yes, I want to be the kind of father that father God is to me. And I'm going to love with his love through me. That happened this week with counselors and staff. Some of these kids that we dealt with were testing, testing patients. They were trying, but you know what? The reason Ramona testified that she saw smiles on every one of the faces of the staff and the counselors is because we recognize, God, we're going to run out of patience and love, but you never do. And so we rely on you. So, Father's my challenges this morning. Will you rely on Father God to give you the love and the patience you need? <laughs> and you know what? <clears throat> There's going to be mistakes that you've probably made and you might make. But God has got your back. So I want you to feel as I pray this morning, just Father God's hands on your back saying, I've got your back. We just stretch our hands out towards our fathers this morning. Father, we thank you so much that you're a good, good father. We thank you that you love us with an everlasting love. And Father, each one of these fathers, I just thank you for them. And I thank you that, Lord, up here they're saying, God, we rely on you. We know that we're weak. We know that we struggle. But Father, thank you that you never fail. Thank you in times that we feel like you're not on time, that you're always on time. The times that we feel like somehow, God, you forgot us, that you never forget us, that you are formulating a plan of action, that God is right and on time. And I thank you for that. And so, Lord, as fathers this morning, we say yes to you. Our trust is in you. We will depend on you. And thank you for that right now. And God, I pray that each one of these fathers up here would sense, God, your hand upon their back. They would know that, Lord, your promise is you will never leave us or forsake us. And the words of Jesus in John 15, that you will not leave us as orphans. You will come to us. Thank you for that. And so, Father, I pray your blessing upon each one of these fathers. Strengthen them. Father, your love flow through them in such power, in such a magnitude, God, that they sense that, God. Thank you that you give us your manifest presence that we can literally feel thank you for that and we give you praise and we give you the glory in Jesus name and everyone said amen let's stand together and give our fathers a hand